All praises to the most high brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben, with another podcast episode on another beautiful, restful Sabbath. About six months ago, brothers and sisters, um, I had to do a podcast that was titled The Ethiopian Eunuch. And since that time, which I would say again, I will repeat myself six months ago when I made the podcast, going through to do more podcasts, I had to um, take that episode down, being that it was long and you do need the recording time um, with Anchor. You have to make room. And so I had to take that podcast episode down while listeners was listening to the podcast. Now, I'm not going to be going in um, depth as I depth as I did then, excuse me, but I'm going to touch on scriptures from the Old Testament um, so I can bring it to the light, so I can bring you into the light of the book of Acts chapter 8. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you this. Most blacks, or I should say copper-colored people, are not aware of the fact of why they pay so much attention to this doctrine. But we're going to see first in the scriptures how it came to this point where they're talking about this one particular Ethiopian eunuch and how it plays a big part in Christianity and in the Sunday church, or I should say the church of the beast. Now, what I want to do is I want to start in Acts chapter Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Acts chapter 8, verse 26 says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is the desert. So, the Spirit of the Lord sends Philip, which was an apostle of John before he was an apostle of Christ, and we know that by reading John chapter. See, a lot of times, you know, and I'm not going to go into baptism here, but what I want you to understand, brothers and sisters, is that one of the things that I have yet to teach about baptism is that John the Baptist was the son of Levi. Levi dealt with the Levitical priesthood. And so... The Levitical priesthood were the first to deal with water. Remember, baptism means to dip or to submerge. John was a Levi. And when you read John chapter 1, verse 40, it says, One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Verse 41, John chapter 1, verse 41. And he first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. 
and he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth to Galilee and find Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. So all of these were together with John, and they were disciples of John and his water baptism. I'm not going to go into it until I go into the third stage of teaching baptism, which is going to be a long one. I'm going to fully go over it. This is one of the reasons why when you look in John 3, verse 30, John tells them he must increase, I must decrease. My baptism must decrease why his baptism increases. And you know that Christ's baptism was not with water, but with the word. We're going to go back into it, but I want to focus on the Ethiopian eunuch for a second. Let's go back to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 27. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a man of Ethiopia, not an Ethiopian himself, because I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. All of them were together. All of them were together when it comes to these tribes. Now, when you go to the book, because this Christianity, Sunday church makes the Bible contradict itself. And I'm going to, we're going to get into it. When we go back to the book of Matthew, I just want to go back. Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. And verse, what do I want to start? Okay. Verse 22. Acts chapter 15, I mean, not Acts, but Matthew, Matthew, excuse me. The book of Matthew 15, verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him saying have mercy on me o lord thou son of david my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil but he answered her not a word and his disciples came and besought him saying send her away for she crieth after us but he answered and said i am not sent but unto the lost sheep Lost sheep, lost sheep. It's going to play a part of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's, children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Now, he called this Canaanite woman a dog. Let's go back. Let's 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 go back to the book of Exodus, chapter eleven. Exodus, chapter eleven. Exodus, chapter eleven. See, the reality of the Bible is, brothers and sisters, by reading it, the understanding becomes clear. But it's like Paul said, and even before we read Exodus eleven, verse seven, let's go back to the book. Of Second Corinthians, I'm going to show you. Let's see, Second Corinthians. I'm thinking is here. Let's 
2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. Watch what Paul writes. Paul said, for we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, and them that are saved, and in them that perish. To one we are the savior of now the savor of death unto death, and to the other the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? Paul is asking. We're one, one that hear this Bible is a savor. We are a savor to them unto life. But to the other that hear this Bible unto death. So some people that hear the teaching of the Bible like the so-called Israelites, which is the, again, the native blacks, the native, the true Hispanics, and the Jews, the true Jews, the black Jews that were bought on ships that were called, quote, Africans, when they like to pass over the book of Joel because when you read the book of Joel <laughs> the book of Joel chapter 3 and verse 6 I'm just going to get to the point the children of Judah and the children of Jerusalem ye have sold to the Grecians that ye might remove them far from their borders the Grecians are the fathers of Caucasians you have sold the children of Judah to the Greeks. The Bible records through the Holy Ghost and through sight from the Holy Ghost, Joel saw the slave trade. There wasn't no African sold to the Grecians. Jews from the tribe of Judah were sold to the Grecians. But pastors like to overlook it, just like they like to try to overlook Deuteronomy 28, verse 68. Let's go back. Now, but before we go back to Acts 8, before we go back to Acts 8, I want to go to the book of Exodus 11 and 7. And like I said, brothers and sisters, I have 30 minutes. I'm going to cover as much as I can as possible. Exodus chapter 11, verse 7. I'm going to read this one precept. He says, but, but against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that ye may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. So the dogs were Gentiles. That's why Christ said this. Let's go back and look at another one. That's why Christ said this. You got to get the understanding and you got to get it with precepts. It says this. Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, he says, Give not that which is holy to the dogs, neither cast ye the pearls before swine, lest they trample on, trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. See, these dogs are not talking about actual barking dogs on all four. Christ is telling 
in this in, in Matthew 15. Let's go back to Matthew 15. Matthew 15, verse 26. Matthew 15, verse 26 says, But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread, Israel, the children of Israel, and cast it to the dogs, the dogs of the Gentiles. So it is not good for me to meet or fair for me to give the children's blessings to Gentiles. But let's go back to Acts because I got to, I, I want to go back to the book of Acts 8. I'm going to go back to the book of Acts 8. It says, And he arose and went and behold a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch, a, a eunuch, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over all of her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. Now, why? Here's an, now, we just saw Christ separate the children of Israel from Hamites. The same thing was spoken in Exodus 11 and 7. But now here is a eunuch from Ethiopia coming to go worship in Jerusalem. We know the Bible doesn't contradict itself. Let's look at this unit. Let's go back to the book of Isaiah 39. See, this is what Sunday ministers are not going to do. Isaiah 39. Isaiah 39, verse 7. Now, this is Isaiah speaking to Hezekiah. Listen closely. And of thy sons that shall issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, Shall they take away? Who is the day? The Babylonians. And they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah to Isaiah, the prophet, Good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. He says, I agree with this. He said, moreover, for there shall be peace and truth in my days. Now, in all the rest of the days of Hezekiah, he had peace and law, which is truth. The truth is the law. Psalms 119, verse 142, Psalms 119, verse 151, Malachi 2 and 6, and once again, Romans 2 and 20. There is no other truth beside the law. The law is the truth. The truth is the law. So none of these Sunday churches involve, they like to say truth, but none of them will tell you by biblical definition what truth is. Which means Romans 1.18 is fulfilled. When you look at the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 18, this is why Paul writes this. Paul writes this when he says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness, which is sin, unrighteousness of men, which is the sin of men. You'll find that unrighteousness means sin. First John 5, 17. I'm giving you the chapter and the verse that shows you unrighteousness is sin. Unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. See, they're talking about this eunuch, but how, why is it a eunuch in Ethiopia? 
Because when we look at Isaiah 39, verse 7 and 8, it was prophesied that the sons of Israel, Hezekiah, which were the children of Israel, would become eunuchs in the land of their captivity. Now let's go back and look. Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. Verse 2. After that, Jeconiah, king and queen, and the eunuchs and princesses of Judah and Jerusalem and the carpenters and the smiths were departed from Jerusalem. Verse 3. By the hand of Elasa, the son of Shaphan, and Jeremiah, the son of Helkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent into Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that were carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Babylon is a providence in Ethiopia. Who were these sons that were carried away? Let's go look at the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel. Let's look at some of the sons that were, and because brothers and sisters, I guarantee you, they're not going to go back to the history to explain to you these things. I want you to watch. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, into his hands with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. Notice it's a little g. And besought the vessels unto the treasure of the house of God. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 3. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs. So this Ashpenaz was a master of eunuchs. Who were the eunuchs? Israelites. That they should bring certain of the children of Israel of the king's seed, Hezekiah. Now, this, this seed passed down from Hezekiah all the way unto Jeconiah, the king that was besieged, and the princesses, children in whom were, there was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding, science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. So, brothers and sisters, what you see is eunuchs going into now and i and i went and digressed past this point we want to keep the point what is a eunuch a eunuch is a man that has been damaged by the stones now 
I'm using PG-13 language, brothers and sisters, but we know that the stones are the private parts. In Deuteronomy, chapter 23, verse 1, it says this, He that is wounded, Deuteronomy 23 and 1, He that is wounded in the stones, or hath his privy member cut off, shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Now, see, that was a law. They should not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Now, of course, we know the congregation could be two things. The congregation could be um, first starting off with the priesthood, then starting off with the congregation, which is the house of Israel. God's congregation is the children of Israel. That was his church. Congregation means church. Acts 739, the church and the wilderness. So when we go, when we go back to Acts 8, verse 27, we understand that this eunuch, a man of Ethiopia, not an Ethiopia, a man, not, a, and I, I'm, I'm tongue twisted right now. He was not an Ethiopian by um, tribe or by birth. He was born an Israelite, born in Ethiopia, which the Bible titles him an Ethiopian eunuch because he was from Ethiopia. Just like in, in, in Deuteronomy 26, verse 5, because brothers and sisters, you have the history of eunuchs being in Hamite lands. It's not Africa. It's Hamite, the land of Ham. Psalms 106, verse 23 the land of Ham. They were born in, and, 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 and I'm going to give you a greater example. You have Acts chapter um, 8. Well, let's go back to Acts chapter 2. I just want to read, I just want to read this. Acts chapter 2, verse 5, it says, And there was dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Out of every nation under heaven, Jews, children of Israel, out of every nation under heaven. Let's see what these nations were. It says, now this is talking about when the Holy Ghost came upon them around the time of Pentecost and every man heard and is heard the word in his own language, the law. In his own language. But let's go back. Acts chapter 2 verse 8. And how hear we every man in our own tongue. Wherein we were born. Born. These Jews were born in other lands. Let's look at it. Verse 9. Parthians. Medes. Elamites. The dwellers of Mesopotamia. Africa. And Judea. Jerusalem. And Cappadocia. And Pontus. And Asia. And Phrygia. And Pamphylia—that's hard to say—Pamphylia, in Egypt, and in parts of Libya about Cyrene, 
and strangers of Rome, which Paul was born. Paul was born in Rome. Jews and proselytes. Watch Cretes and Arabians. Do we hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God? Psalm 78 verse 7, the works of God are the law. So all of these places the Jews came from with different languages. And a big percentage of those places I just read in Acts 2 verses 8 down, 9 down, was in Africa. But here comes this Ethiopian eunuch, and all of a sudden he's an Ethiopian when we just read in Acts 2 that the Jews were amongst Africans. Let's go to Matthew 19. Matthew 19. And brothers and sisters, I'm going to, by the end of the podcast episode, tell you why they do this. Why they do this. Matthew chapter 19 verse 12. Matthew 19 verse 12. For there are some eunuchs, here Christ, there are some eunuchs which were born from their mother's womb. Their privy parts were, defo were deformed. There was no use for them. And there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men, like Daniel was by the prince of the eunuchs. You can start reading that from Daniel 1, verse 3, I think to verse 18. I can't go too deep into it. They were castrating the sons of Hezekiah like prophesied by Isaiah to Hezekiah in Isaiah 39, verse 7 and 8. It's a history behind this, folks. And there are, there and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. See, Paul, what did Christ mean? When you go to the book of 1 Corinthians 7, when he says some were made eunuchs by the kingdom's sake, 1 Corinthians 7, real quick, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 7. This is Paul talking. For I would that all men were even as I am. But every man hath his proper gift of God. One after this manner and another after that. Watch this. I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. See, Paul had no wife which means Paul had no sex, which means Paul did not use his privy part. Paul became a eunuch for the kingdom's sake. That's why he said in verse, um, let's see, verse 9, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 9, but if they cannot contain let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. Some people had the gift of not having sex. You don't need a mate. They, I mean, you, you have people that want a mate, but they don't have to have a mate. They could worship God without a mate. They wouldn't suffer that burning feeling. And that burning is burning inside with lust. 
That's what Paul is talking about. They wouldn't have to lust for men. You may have women that will not lust for men and men that will not lust for women. So, brethren and sisters, the Ethiopian eunuch, the story of that was created for this purpose. Because they don't go into the history, but I'm going to tell you why it was created. During the time of slavery, the white image of Christ was being portrayed even up until this point. And we know that there are scriptures in the Bible, like Galatians 4, verse 4 and 5, Hebrews 9, 15, that says Christ, and even Matthew 15, verse 24, and Matthew 18, 11, says that he comes for the tribes of Israel, and it was only for the tribes. So there was wicked men that created a doctrine saying that, well, if they find out that Christ only came for the Jews and the Israelites, the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and we paint ourselves as those people, then these black people will understand that they cannot be saved. So what they did is they created this doctrine showing that a Ethiopian was baptized into the faith. It's a doctrine of democracy, but it's a lie. That's why to this day, they continue to call you African-American. So you will understand that this Ethiopian eunuch, which was African, which was in the land of Ham, can be saved. And see, brothers and sisters, with that, I want you to think about the greater plot of it. If the eunuch can be baptized into Christ, which is the gospel, and I would say it's another gospel, as it says, and because this is why, this is why, brothers and sisters, Paul warned us. The Bible is a book of warning. It is a book of warning. When you look at the book of Galatians, chapter 1, it says, um, but though we, or an angel from heaven, preach another gospel unto you than which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Verse 9, Galatians 1, verse 9, as we said before, and say, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then that ye have received, let him be a curse. See, Paul says any other gospel than the gospel that we have preached to you, let him be a curse. Because the gospel is the good news. They, they, you, you realize that the gospel has changed. Now, if you ask anybody, what is the gospel? They'll say that Jesus Christ died for all sins. All men. But when you go back to Isaiah 53, now remember, the eunuch had the scroll of Isaiah. <laughs> he had the scroll of Isaiah. And in Isaiah 53, verse 8, 
he would have read. But, but see, he needed somebody to guide him. And Philip took him to the place of Christ. Now, the place of Christ is Isaiah 53. Now, I'm not going to go over all Isaiah 53. And I can, I love to, but I'm going, what I want you to do is pay attention to this uh, one precept. Isaiah 53 verse 8 says, he was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken for the transgression of my people he was stricken who is my people second chronicles verse six second chronicles second chronicles second chronicles chapter six verse five since the day that I brought forth my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city among all the tribes of Israel to build a house in, that my name might be there. Okay. Neither chose I any man to be a ruler over my people Israel. Verse 6. But I have chosen Jerusalem. That's what God, the place God chose. The eunuch was going to the Jer Jerusalem to worship, just like they did three times a year. I'm going to show you this in a minute. But I have chosen Jerusalem that my name might be there. And I have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Matthew 2 and 6. In case you think, because see, hey, why, why you see I, uh, Old Testament that's uh, you know um, it's done away you know the Holy Ghost it was there but Matthew 2 verse 6 and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judea art not the least among the princesses of Judah for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel Israel still is people not all. Israel is still his people. Now, when you go back to the church, Sunday church, the Church of the Beast created a democracy doctrine that all can be saved up under the white Christ. Now, watch this. See, because 2 Corinthians 11, 2 Corinthians 11, Verse 4 says, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, again, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. See, brothers and sisters, this is another Jesus they're preaching. Christ in the Bible says he has only come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Galatians 4 and 4. Let's get into that. Remember, 
Isaiah 53 verse 8 says that he was stricken for my for his people, which is my people. Let's go back and read Isaiah 53 and 8 again. He didn't die for the sins of every man or the transgressions of every man. It says in Isaiah 53 verse 8, he was taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? It's talking about Christ. For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken. Second Chronicles 6 verse 5 and 6. Matthew 2 and 6. My people are Israel. Not all. That's why Galatians 4 and 4. Galatians 4 and 4. See, they don't want to read this one. They'll read, they'll read from Galatians. They'll read the two Galatians 3 20, neither Jew nor Greek, nor bond, well, nor bond nor free, neither male nor free male, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. They'll skip the rest. They just want that verse there. But they won't come down to Galatians 4 and 4 and 5. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoptions of sons the only ones that were under the law was israel that's why when you look at see we look at john chapter 18 john chapter 18 this is pilate speaking john chapter 18 verse 31 then pilate said unto them take ye him and judge him according to your law so the Romans and the Greeks were not under the law of the Israelite customs or the Ten Commandments. And the Jews said, therefore said unto him, it is not lawful for us to put any man to death. See, they couldn't put Christ to death because they had nothing to put Christ to death for. There was no witness to say that he said, you had four false witnesses, but they couldn't take the, they could not take false witness testimony to put christ to death they had to have roman permission to do it because they weren't under the law they didn't receive it so how could come christ come and die for them when they were not under it that's that's why when it says for the sins isaiah 53 verse 8 for the sins of my people he was stricken Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15. Hebrews 9, 15. For this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption and the transgressions that were under the First Testament, that they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Now, again, the only one that received the law was the Israelites. So Christ was only sent to die for the Israelites, that he may redeem the Israelites. But you see, if you teach it like that, blacks or so-called African-Americans will separate. Well, Christ has no meaning to us. So why are we worshiping? But, but wait. If Christ has no meaning to us, then in being spiritually separated as so-called 
African Americans or Hamites, we have no saving grace from God anyway. So we move away, not from the Bible. I'm going to tell you something because this is the plot. We're not moving away from the Bible. We're moving away from the doctrine. Because somebody that is an Israelite truly will read this and say, hey, wait a minute. So what Caucasians had to do is they had to put their own spin on it and go to the Ethiopian eunuch and say, this proves that our white Christ saves all. While the real Christ of the Bible came to save his own people. His own people. That's why they like to go to John 3.16 for God so loved the world. But let's look at John 13 verse 1. Now before the feast of Passover when Jesus knew, this is John 13 and 1, knew that his hour was come that he should depart out of this world unto the Father having loved his own. Didn't say he loved the world. He said his own. Here, it's a con is, this a, is the Bible a contradiction? No, the world was Israel. Isaiah 4. See, the history of a thing, brothers and sisters. That is why this nation does not want us to remember our history. Not only our history, but biblical history. In Isaiah 45, verse 17. But Israel, Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Ye shall not be ashamed. Ye shall not be ashamed, nor confounded world without end. Israel is called this world. This is the world that God so loved. His children, Israel. Pastor won't read that. Now, I, the book of Isaiah is inspired by the Holy Ghost. According to Acts 28, I think, verse 25. 23 through 25. So they are blaspheming the Holy Ghost. And you know, it's rightly so, seeming that the time of the Gentiles is not fulfilled. What kind of hatred does it take for you to lie about God's word? You didn't go over the history of the Ethiopians to show that these Ethiopians were actually, let's get, let's get a prophecy on that. Let's get a prophecy. Psalm chapter 87, and I'm going to read this. Because remember, the key word, we saw in Acts in a in a verse in Acts chapter two. We're gonna see here. Then we're gonna go back to Acts chapter two. The book of Psalms, chapter eighty-seven, verse four. I'll start in verse four. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me, and Babylon, Africa again to them that know me. Behold, Philistia, Philistine. So, 
when you look at Philistia, And Tyre, with Ethiopia, this man was born there. Listen up. Philistia, Philistines. Tyre, Tyre and Zidon, Africans, and Ethiopia. This man was born there. And, verse 5, And of Zion it shall be said this and that, Man was born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. The Lord shall count when he writeth up the people that this man was born. You know what that means? That means, let's go back to You notice it mentions Hamite nations, that this man was born there. Acts 26. And when it says the Lord shall write up the people, he's talking about the book of life. Acts chapter 2, verse 8. And how are we every man, how here, excuse me, and how here we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born. Born there. The there is wherever they were born. The children of Israel were made eunuchs in other lands. So this Ethiopian eunuch was an Israelite. Like Paul carried the title Roman. Let me show you. Paul himself tells you, Paul himself tells you that he's a Jew, and I'm going to show you that. Acts 22, verse 25. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? Paul called himself a Roman. But in the book of Romans itself, chapter 11, Romans 11, verse 1, I say then, have God cast away his people? God forbid. For I am also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. But Paul called himself a Roman. He was born in Rome, Paul. That's why it says in Acts 22, verse 3, I am verily a man which am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia. He brought me up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, yet brought up, brought up in the city at the feet of Gamaliel and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers and was zealous to toward God as ye all are as this day. Now, excuse me, brothers and sisters, because I'm happening to read past notes that I got in my Bible and I've put colors on certain verses and man i have to look real carefully in those because my bible is filled with notes from front to back it's filled with notes you may see verses with five or six scriptures beside it precepts and sometimes i can't see but you know i'm working on putting these precepts in a file and um 
I have already bought a new Bible with bigger letters than the ones I have now. But the point is, there was a man of Ethiopia, does not mean he was a Ethiopian. They used it to show that, hey, you know what? All men, see, this is your ticket into the faith. This is your ticket, African-Americans, into baptism. And millions of our people are deceived by this without even asking the history and knowing that the eunuchs were actually the children of Israel in Ethiopia, in Babylon, in Cush, all of these places like mentioned in Acts 2 verse 9 down. Another deception for democracy. Because once again, brothers and sisters, if black, black natives and black Hispanic America is separated spiritually from this beast the second coming of christ would be more inevitable with that brothers and sisters all praises to the most high and happy sabbath once again <laughs>